freed. You're looking at a picture of American Judith Tai Ranan and her 17-year-old daughter, Natalie Ranan, shortly after they were released by Hamas. The two from Chicago are in Israel after being kidnapped 14 days ago. The IDF says they were being held in Hamas's network of tunnels. And according to the Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, a team from the U.S. Embassy is here to meet with them now. For their family, has been an unimaginable two weeks of anguish and grief and hope and fear. The Ranans were visiting relatives at the kibbutz of Nahal Oz, which is just a couple of miles from Gaza. It was attacked by Hamas. Twelve people were reportedly killed during that assault that we know of. Earlier this week, I spoke to Natalie's brother, Ben, and he told me the terrifying story of how his sister and stepmother were taken. She communicated with uh, my father in Hebrew that she was okay for the moment. Uh, she was uh, locking herself in the guest house, uh, I believe, with uh, my stepmother, Judith. Uh, they were hearing guns, they were hearing explosions, and they were going to try and remain as quiet as possible. From there, once uh, the Israeli army uh, was able to take back the city, uh, there was uh, broken glass on the inside of the guest house, and, and both Natalie and Judith had, uh, were missing at that point. So at that time, Ben told me he was holding out hope, holding out this the hope that he would again hug his sister. And that is something that he is going to be able to do. It's, you just have to smile to hear about it. I mean, it is two people out of 203, but it is two people alive and free. Natalie will turn 18 in four days. In just a moment, Ben will join me live again. It was President Biden who spoke with both of the women. Judith and Natalie says he's overjoyed at the news. But, of course, we're learning tonight there are still 10 Americans unaccounted for. That is in addition to the 201 people being held by Hamas at this hour, according to the numbers the Israeli government has put out. And tonight we're learning more about them. According to the Israeli Defense Forces, over 20 of them were children under the age of 18. We're going to speak to the father of two of those later. Between 10 and 20 of them are over 60, but the IDF believes that the majority of them are alive in Gaza. One family this morning told me, well, we don't know if majority means just over half or almost all, but that's the most information the IDF has given out is the word majority. But shortly after the Ra'anan's release, Hamas released a statement claiming they are working with mediators in Egypt, Qatar, and other, quote, friendly countries in order to release more foreign national hostages. We don't know very much about their current conditions. We only know uh, we have that one supposed proof of life video. We don't know when that was filmed of Mia Shem. And we also now have the picture of Judith and Natalie. We do know that any hostages in Gaza right now are being held captive in a place facing a humanitarian crisis. We have a lot to get to tonight. Nick Robertson is live along the Israel-Gaza border. MJ Lee is at the White House. And Clarissa Ward is live in Cairo, Egypt tonight. Oren Lieberman is live at the Pentagon with breaking news on that uh, battle, those missiles fired towards Israel. I want to start with Nick Robertson because, Nick, I know there was a lot of activity where you are when the two hostages were released. What exactly happened? Yeah, absolutely fascinating, Aaron, because throughout the day it had been really exceptionally quiet, quieter than it's been for so many days. No missiles, no rockets coming out of Gaza, no missiles going in, um, and not even any drones in the air. Really quiet, and it gave the impression, just the impression, that something was happening in the background today that was different. We had no idea. But just, just as that news was coming out that uh, Natalie and her mother, Judith, were being released, 
Hamas or one of the other groups inside Gaza launched a massive salvo of rockets right at that time uh, headed towards central Israel. The Iron Dome intercepted them. Um, the, within an hour, they'd done it again, fired multiple rockets towards the center of Israel. They were intercepted yeah. again. And in that intervening hour, they fired five salvos into this area in Starot. That is way more than they fired in, in an hour period uh, that we've seen over the past uh, week or so. So a kind of a significant turn in action by, uh, by, by Hamas or one of the other groups right at that moment of release. Was it a signal that they just wanted, to, that they were ready to continue to fight? Or was it a sign that they'd been able to use that time when they weren't under fire and drone surveillance um, to set up some rockets? It's, it's not clear. But that was such a dramatic change of events right at that moment of release. Uh, the Israelis uh, returned with uh, some artillery strikes, some missile strikes. But again, now back to that aura of sort of quieter than it has been. Aaron. All right, Nick, thank you very much. And I want to go to MJ Lee at the White House because, MJ, we were, we were saying Biden has spoken now to both Judith and Natalie. What more have you learned from your sources about how this happened from the American side and what's next? Yeah, Aaron, the White House says that President Biden had this message to convey to the two women when he spoke with them earlier, that the two women would have the full support of the U.S. government as they recover from what he said was this terrible ordeal. And there's no question that this is a moment of triumph for this president who had said that as president, there was no higher priority for him than securing the release of these American hostages. But there's no question that the work is not over. Secretary of State Antony Blinken saying tonight, that there are at least 10 Americans unaccounted for and that some of them are being held hostage. He couldn't say anything about the condition of those American hostages. But Aaron, it is very, very clear that U.S. officials worked closely with their Israeli counterparts to get, gather any intelligence that they could about these American hostages. We know that it was the Israelis that told U.S. officials that some Americans were believed to be alive. We also know that there was close coordination with Qatar uh, uh, both President Biden and Secretary Blinken saying uh, thank you to their Qatari counterparts after the release of these two women. Uh, but Aaron, it's just worth underscoring that given the sensitivities and given the ongoing efforts to try to, try to secure the release of more hostages, U.S. officials right now are very loath uh, to share any detailed information about how exactly Judith and Natalie mm. Renan's uh, release was able to be secured. All right, MJ, thank you very much. And Natalie's brother, Judith's stepson, Ben Ranan, is out front now, and he is speaking for the family tonight. So, Ben, we talked days ago, and, um, you know, you're talking about your sister and how she wanted to, she loved art, and she, you know, she, she wants to be a, a tattoo artist, maybe, and you were praying you'd have the chance to hug her again. And wow, what a night. I mean, how did you find out your sister and your stepmother were freed? Uh... I found out from the news. Um, this all moved so quickly that uh, I was getting texts wow. from reporters I had met with uh, saying this happened. And, and I, I believe it's because, you know, the government didn't want to call us before it had been confirmed. Um, and it was just a surreal thing. I, I was taking the first two hours of the day before I jumped on all of these things that I've been doing for Natalie, just for myself. And I was playing a video game and, and all of a sudden I'm getting all these texts that, 
you know, they're, they're coming back. Oh my gosh, that is incredible to find out that way. And I think, Ben, it just makes everyone realize that they, they had no idea if what happened or just as you said, come together at the last second. Um, when you see the picture, the, just the one picture that we have of Natalie and Judith, and obviously you know them better than anyone else, what do you see when you look at that? To be honest, I'm super annoyed because how does my sister, after two weeks as a hostage, still look like a supermodel? It's exhausting. Um, and meanwhile, she does, I'm by the way, she does, by the hair. way, <laughs> she does. it's absurd. Um, you know, my father got a chance to talk with Natalie and I know Judith's family got a chance to talk with Judith. Um, at least from my father, yeah. Natalie, uh, is doing well, is composed. Um, and, and as I said to you a couple days ago, we are ready to start this incredible journey of, of healing and, and trauma relief for her and, you know, she has a full support of friends and family. And, and you know, what I've realized is, is strangers who care about her, who want her to succeed at whatever she wants to do. You know, do you have any idea, Ben, at this point? I mean, I, I, I'm sure you don't technically know, but I mean, do you have any even thought or have you thought to yourself about why it is that Natalie and Judith were released? First, why them, not anyone else yet? I mean, do you have any sense as to how that's the case? I don't know. Um, you know, what, what I do know is that, you know, what I told you a couple days ago, that they're not politicians. They're not people with intense feelings about Gaza, Palestine, uh, uh, Israel. You know, they are Israelis, and, but they are lovers, and they are people lovers, and so... I truly believe it was something to do with that. And it's important for me to also say that that there are people hurting who are hostages that didn't get the same beautiful news that, that my family yeah. got today. Um, mm -hmm. And there are families all over in, in Gaza and in Israel that are experiencing a loss that I can't even imagine. And I just, yeah. my family just went through this. No, no, I know. I, I can only imagine there's a sense of guilt, too. I was talking to a father who's still missing his little girls, two and four, and I asked him how he felt um, about this news. And, you know, he said, oh, I just miss my children so much. But, of course, I'm so glad for you, right? I mean, right? But there's this, right, there's a deep yeah. sense of, of grief it's, it's, still for so many. Yeah. Uh, do you know, Ben, when you'll, when you'll be able to speak with her? Uh, yeah. uh, I, we have heard tentatively she might be coming back to uh, Chicago sometime early next week, but that's all dependent, obviously, on on what the hospitals say and and making sure that their physical well-being and and their mental health well-being is at least okay for them to 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 come here and and start this next stage.